Happy holidays. <laughs> My holiday <laughs> season. And Dickory Duck. Hey guys. I don't remember playing my Christmas playlist. <laughs> Alexa. Happy holidays. These are sugar cookie martinis. Ow, ow. I look like I'm some rich 75-year-old's young 21-year-old girlfriend that's coming to Christmas for the first time. A dream. <laughs> A love story. We were listening to Santa Baby earlier, and it's Eartha Kitt's – hello? It's Eartha Kitt's rendition. R- rendition. <laughs> okay. This hold on. Fun episode. Let me give it a go. It's Eartha Kitt singing. How about that? Mm-hmm. And I just told Emma that Eartha Kitt also voices the villain in The Emperor's New Groove. Or we think her name is Ezra or Esmina or something like that. Esme. Yes, Esmeen. Esme? I don't know. I've been watching interviews of her and she's so iconic. They're like more iconic than the Cher interview. Wow. There's got to be a clip. Yeah. We'll yeah. show a clip. Anyways, guys, it's Christmas time. It's snowing today. It's the first snowfall of the season in New York. So apropos for the episode. Just a little flurry, but that's all we need. We just need a little something something. Chloe is in town from L.A. She's brought the snow with her. and (laughs) From L.A. (laughs) Yes, from L.A. (laughs) And we're just really in the holiday spirit, so we decided we're going to do a holiday episode. Basically to talk about the holidays. <laughs> you don't say. If you didn't get that. But not just the holidays. Toxic families. How to handle them. Significant others. And their families. Where to go during the holidays. But also traditions. Oh. Things we love. we got to keep it light. It's the holidays. We don't want to depress people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two. So we just, I don't know. So anyway. we're just in the holidays. So we're just holiday, holiday, holiday. Take, take a drink every time we say the word holiday. holiday. <gasps> Choose your journey. Either drink every time we say toxic or drink every time we say holiday. And enjoy because you're going to be drunk. <laughs> For the toxic holidays. <laughs> <laughs> also, we were just told that we look like we're New Year's Eve vibes, but I must tell you, this is my Christmas. I mean, I get it, but it is both. This is like my Christmas Eve well, not my personal Christmas Eve because I wear like a sweater and trousers, but so. <laughs> just like the vibe of Christmas Eve is more like dressy in my family. And then Christmas Day, everyone's in sweaters, jeans, pretty much what you got for Christmas you wear. Mm. It's like a little fashion show. Cute. Of what you opened up that day. Speaking of, let's just get into that. What are your Christmas traditions? Also, sorry in advance if you don't celebrate Christmas, but we do. So that's what we're talking about because that's our experience. Also, wait, aren't you Jewish? No. <laughs> I thought you said you were. Didn't you say that last night? I was kidding. Oh. No, I'm Jewish when I want to be. Okay. So. So. Basically, that means if I'm dating a guy and his mother is Jewish and she wants me to be Jewish, Shabbat fucking Shalom. <laughs> I am Jewish. Because you don't you have a Jewish last name? Uh-huh. That's why it works so well. But none of your family is actually. My dad is Jewish. Okay. But okay. See, this is what I'm getting at. Did no, but ever- I'm not. No, no. Never celebrated a holiday. Made all my Catholic sacraments. Like, made my communion confirmation, all that. I am not Jewish. But when I was growing up, if they were like, if you're celebrating the Jewish holiday tonight (laughs) and you can't do the homework, raise your hand. I'm like, present. Klipstein, right here. Klipstein. My boyfriend is Jewish, but also he grew up in a split household. So now I celebrate Chanukah. So that's a new tradition for me, like doing both. Did you just call it Chanukah? That's what they call it. And it was Hanukkah. Hanukkah. No, Christmas and Hanukkah. Chanukah. Oh, (laughs) It's spelled with a CH sometimes. That's why I thought you were saying Chanukah. Imagine. No. That you I'm went your entire uncultured. life. Your entire <laughs> life thinking it's called Chanukah. No. Or uh, what's the other combination? Chris Mahana Kwanzaa? 
<laughs> Listen, we do a little split split in my household nowadays. Love that. Yeah, I am just Christmas all the way. I do try to be inclusive for him and I forget mm. that he he celebrates both sometimes. Did, did you say happy Hanukkah? Today's the first day. I will after this. <laughs> happy Hanukkah happy to those Hanukkah. who celebrate. Anyways, what do you do for Christmas? Tell me your tradition from the Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. My traditions have adjusted over the years because my family has adjusted over the years, but we always open one present on Christmas Eve. Oh, you're one of those. Do you not? No. And I Nothing? Judge, and I judge the families that do. What are you judging? Why can't we open one? That just means more gifts because you have to get the Christmas Eve gift. I don't know. Something about it is like sacrilegious to me. I'm like, Santa has not come yet, so we are not opening gifts until like Christmas morning. Like how the word sacrilegious and Santa is in the same thing. Because if you think about – here's a really funny thing oh, to me. Oh, God. What are you going to ruin? <laughs> I'm not like a, I'm not a religious person, but I love a holiday. I love a holiday. Yeah, I'm not religious either. A little consumerism never hurt is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's for the economy. Mm-hmm. Here's a tradition for me, not looking at my bank account in the month of December. It is fair game. Money does not exist. It is we pay in Christmas spirit. (laughs) I am paying (laughs) in Christmas spirit. I love gift giving. (gasps) Me too. More than I love gift giving. Maybe a little. Anyway, that's what we do. Then the next day we have breakfast. We open everything and then we go do some sort of activity. Oh, don't know like what it physical? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. We're. I was gonna say this podcast has just been canceled. <laughs> no, I'm not a turkey trotter. I was family. just gonna say, are you a turkey trotter? No. You run every day. What are you judging that for? I did go to the gym this Thanksgiving morning, but like we don't go as a family. No. My family would tell me to go fuck myself if I try to get them to the gym. They would laugh in my face on Christmas Day. So we don't host Thanksgiving. We go to Thanksgiving at like 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. But Christmas Day, all bets are off. We are. I'll get to my traditions once you're done with yours. Mine are pretty slim. Oh, we used to take family group pictures all wearing the same thing on the beach in Florida. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Lots of those. Now it's just funnier as we all get older. It's just comical. I mean, that's cute to compare them. Yeah, it's cute. From young to now. We don't take it – it's ironic. We all know that. Right. Anyway, we do an activity. Maybe see a movie. Uh, Call it a day. Have some leftovers. Get drunk. We definitely all get drunk. We're all Ubering. So is Christmas Eve more of a thing for you guys than Christmas Day? Christmas Day is probably more of a thing, but I will say Christmas Eve has better vibes. Got it. Christmas Eve is a nicer dinner. I don't know. It's the anticipation. It's yeah. always better. It's like, I'm not going to compare it, but I'm going to say it because I thought it anyway. It was an intrusive thought. It's like before you have sex with someone and you anticipate like how good it's going to be. The build up. Yeah, the build up. Mm-hmm. And then you do it and you're like, oh, that was right. You're edging on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm so sorry to my family listening to this. Anyways, <laughs> so my traditions – okay, so mine are very intense. So the days leading up to Christmas Eve, my mother and I are warriors. We <laughs> bake probably like six desserts for Christmas Eve and maybe nine desserts for Christmas Day. So in the three days lead- leading up to Christmas Eve, we are baking 15 desserts. Why so many? Can I ask? Like how many people – Because my mother has no sense of quantity. Neither do I. I've inherited that gene. And because we are in charge of desserts for Christmas Eve. Is it just more for fun than actually what's going to be? No, I mean, we have to bring desserts. Would a normal person bring two? Yes. We bring six. It's kind of just how we work. That's how we operate. Okay. Someone invites me over and I'm like, here, I brought two desserts. And they're like, we told you to bring ice. And I'm like, sorry. You're like, I actually bought seven pies. <laughs> and no, hablo inglés. <laughs> That's dessert to me. I wish that was a dessert to me. That's another thing that doesn't count during the holidays. Calories. No. 
okay, so the days leading up to Christmas Eve, my mother and I cook together, and it's so fun. We play Christmas music, we watch Christmas movies in the kitchen, and we just like dance around and have a great time. We bake, it's awesome. And then Christmas Eve, we go to our family friend's house for dinner, and we've been doing this for probably 35 years. You're 30 29. Years. My family has like been. Like we. We've been at it for a me while. Me and my, the twinkle in my parents' eyes, we have been going to the same place for Christmas Eve my entire life, and beyond that's sweet yeah and those people are our closest family friends so we've seen everyone grow up everyone's gotten married and had kids and now their kids are going to college and it's it's crazy so that's what we do christmas eve so we go somewhere and we all have dinner do the seven fishes the whole thing the what the seven fishes i think it's an italian tradition where you have seven different types of fish we do stuffed calamari baked clams some sort of like a fried fish situation, linguine clam sauce, shrimp huh. cocktail. There ends up being seven fish. It doesn't really matter what the fish are. It's just like a, a tradition for the world. It's not just me. It's a thing. Anyways, then we go home. Recently, my mom's been like cranking out one or two more desserts, but I'm usually drunk and can't. I so think you guys just like to bake. We are machines. I <laughs> The last time I was home, Thanksgiving, we made like five desserts. So that's Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Now that my sister has her husband and their kids, they open presents at their house first, like very early in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then they come over. Then we all open gifts together. I used to be a stickler about it where I would say we don't do anything before opening gifts. You just have to sit. Yeah. We sit. We look at the gifts. We look at the fire. Because my mom would start to try to crank out more food because we host Christmas Day. So we normally have 20 people coming over. So she always wants to start on the food. And I'm like, no labor until the gifts are opened why because it just pisses me off it's not the order of things but anyways i've gone over it over the <laughs> it's years not the order because now i'm like that's not efficient we need to start so anyway, so my sister brings over the kids we open the gifts we always do the stockings first my mom hands out the gifts to everyone no one is allowed to get their own gift like my mom has to hand it out they're all still labeled from santa and that's cute yeah and then we go to the kitchen for breakfast i make heart waffles and we have mimosas and mm. the drinking begins. Yes. My mom has started making monkey bread and like a bacon, egg, and cheese casserole too, which is really good. So that's breakfast. And then we just immediately start working. And we are cooking and baking and we are soldiers until it's DEFCOM 5 when the rest of my family shows up. Cute. And then we eat the rest of the day, get drunk, open gifts as a family, like the excited family. And I pass out. <laughs> then we sleep. And then, yeah. It's so funny. The holidays are literally like hibernating for humans. You're like, pack on the calories. Nothing matters but joy. It's training for a marathon. (laughs) What marathon? I don't know. It's a 24-hour marathon of calorie consumption and alcohol consumption. (laughs) Alcohol, yeah. And tolerating your family. God bless the families that don't drink alcohol. I respect them. Let's get into it. Mm. My family has gotten through zero holidays without some sort of drama or chaos. Mm. I grew up at this point just like expecting it and finding it hilarious. Now, does your family get into it? We used to a lot more. There have been knives pulled. There have been (laughs) storm outs. I won't say by who, but there have been storm outs. There have been knives pulled. There have been missing members of the family. But I will say the last... I was going to say the last like 10 years, but actually we had a huge blowout with COVID because everyone got in a fight because we all had things to do, the daughters, we all had things to do after Christmas. So none of us wanted to be around anyone that hadn't been tested Mm. because we wanted to get on an airplane. We wanted to be around our significant others, families, things like that. And my mom was 
furious and just wouldn't take a test Didn't on principle. Because she was like, this is my house. This is Christmas. Sorry, mom. <laughs> you had to be thrown under the bus eventually. But that was the last drama. But yes, there, there, there usually is some sort of drama. One of my favorite moments of drama, and I'm going to put my poor Nana on blast. I know she listens. Hi, Nana. And I know Hi, that Nana. you have embraced the story about yourself by now. She's going to be so upset for me. Okay. <laughs> for me or at you? So upset at me, not for me. <laughs> so my Nana has these penguins. Sorry. What? They're not real. Oh. They are like <laughs> – You should say fake penguins because I just got really excited. <laughs> my Nana has a yard of penguins. I, penguins, fun fact, is my favorite animal. So I just got <gasps> – Can you imagine? I was like, I'm coming over for Christmas. No. Continue. Okay. They are like Swarovski crystallized penguins. Figurines. Let me set the scene. I am maybe nine. I have a neighborhood best friend whose also name is Chloe. We are known as the Chloes and she has a little sister named Zoe. Crazy. It was real. We used to ride around our neighborhood in these little like mini Vespas. So I had Chloe come over and I swear to God, I did not touch these penguins. If you touch the penguins, the little crystals fall off. I'm sure they were expensive penguins. My Nana loves them. She's very particular about her decor, okay? She loves them more than Chloe. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Somehow the crystals had started to fall off. Maybe we bumped into a table or two. Maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. I swear to God, I didn't touch these penguins. She accuses me. Of playing with her penguins, ruining them in front of the Chloe and Zoe, the other Chloe and Zoe, freaks the fuck out, has a meltdown. And my mom comes in. She's like, why are you screaming at my child? All hell breaks loose. The next thing I see is my Nana tearing down the Christmas tree, tearing it down. All of our ornaments that we've made since we are little kids, like flying. She drags the Christmas tree out the front door, throws that shit onto the lawn. She, Christmas is over. Strong grandma. She's a Hulk, man. Love her. <laughs> I'm glad about my genetics. Anyway, throws the Christmas tree out the front door. My The little Chloe is aghast. She leaves. Jets off in her Vespa. She's like, <laughs> she's I'm blowing this popsicle stand. <laughs> Kicks her heels up. I'm embarrassed. My Nana's so upset and like in a rage, in a meltdown. Somebody jumps in the pool. Things are being thrown. Just like, did someone want to get hypothermia? <laughs> well, oh, we lived in Florida. Florida. Sorry. This was in like, yeah, Tampa, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah hilarious and so now every year i'm like are you gonna do you want to throw the christmas tree on the front door she laughs now but for a while hated it and one day this is what broke her from hating that memory to enjoying it we were sitting down watching some holiday movie and a commercial came on and it was some woman freaking out and throwing the christmas tree out a window and it was like holidays too much for you (laughs) (laughs) i was like look it's you (laughs) she died laughing everyone has that liability person in their family <laughs> so, at Christmas time, and it's your Nana. <laughs> it's my Nana. So that being said, I've always been stressed to bring boyfriends home for Christmas because oh. I'm like, what the fuck is he going to witness? Will he still love me after this? Yeah. What will happen? How does that work out for you? Have you ever done it? I think one boyfriend has ever come over for Christmas because usually that's like a sacred holiday. Yeah. For me, it's very important. And when I say sacred, again, not religious. We don't go to church. We don't do anything religious about it. We say grace before dinner, but that's about it. That's pretty religious. My Jewish father does it. <laughs> <laughs> Still a religion. But yes. Okay. Um, but there's, you know, I, I wouldn't say sacred as in like yeah, it's yeah. a holy day where, you know, whatever. It's important to you. And it's, it's usually. Just, it's very yeah. important to me and it will be with my future family. So I will never leave. For Christmas. So, sorry to my future husband. If you're listening, if if you're out there, (laughs) I'm not coming to Christmas. Or I'm hosting it in the future. My sister thinks she's hosting it, but Taylor, you're also not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
one guy came over once, I think for appetizers or it was not the full day. He did not sleep over, nothing like that. He just brought me his gift and I was 19. It was a very long time ago. But the holidays in general, I actually love the dynamic of my family. And I'm always very excited to introduce a guy to my family, which is a hot take. And I know not relatable for most people, but my mom is my best friend. She is who I want to be as a wife and as a mother in the future. And my dad and her are such a good team when they're hosting people and when they're cooking and doing the whole thing. They are almost mechanical in the way they work. They are just in sync. My dad knows what she needs. You need a platter. Here you go. I need this. Go get ice. Do this. And they're both doing that to each other. And they're they're a team. They make the list ahead of time. They go grocery shopping together. And it's just something that's so valuable to me. So I love having someone see that and at this age in my life I've gotten along with my parents in a way that isn't so much parent daughter it's more we're like friends if I went out to dinner with a boyfriend and my parents it'd be more like a double date realistically Mm -hmm. I don't know if they look at it that way but I do we're adults it's just fun I like hanging out with my parents and my sisters are great too and their husbands are great too we are absolutely unhinged and at the drop of a hat something could go wrong but also that's what you're signing up for if you're dating me that yeah that's kind of where I'm at now, too. Yeah. I think I've only brought in, other than my current boyfriend, Colin, one other guy home for Christmas. And I was a lot younger, so I really cared. But right. now I'm like you, where I'm like, okay, my family is crazy, for sure. And they're not a great team, like, relay racing the food. Someone's forgot something. Someone has to go back to the store. Someone's yelling. It's chaos. But I find it endearing. Right. Also, half my family is from New York. The other half from the South. It's hilarious mm-hmm. to watch. It's just funny. And they're adorable. And they have great personalities. If they get into, like, a crazy argument, grab some popcorn. You're welcome <laughs> for the entertainment, sir. And also, yeah. I know your family's not all it's cracked up to be behind closed doors. We all have a little crazy going on. Everyone's family does. Every single person's family. You should see my genetics. You should see what I'm capable of. (laughs) You pissed me off a little too much, okay? It's funny. Someone I haven't seen actually said to me, are you just going to one day – because we've just been getting along so well. And he was like, are you just going to one day be psycho? Like, have I just not seen the psycho yet? And I was like, you have done nothing to bring out the psycho yet. She is always inside of me. She's always there. You just got to bring her out and then you'll get a little taste and then you'll see the psycho. It's like I am – don't choose violence every day. I choose violence when I'm provoked. So if you want to be a fucking asshole and do something stupid, you'll see the psycho. But she's usually dormant. Yeah, I mean, keep it that way. And same with my whole family. Something might happen at Christmas, but so be it. Listen, I've been in therapy, so I can kind of like hone in on my emotions a little bit more than them. But yeah, that's in that's in me. Watch we what you all, say. We all love the person who's been to therapy at Christmas time. That's in the, me. In the dinner conversation. <laughs> who sits there with their judgy eyes and they're like... These people. Some of my extended family members are politically opposite of majority of my family. And they'll intentionally try to start rough conversations. I'm like, why are you bringing that up? And I used to add fire to the flame and debate them because I was like, I'm going to set you in your place. And then I had a martini in my hand one day and they said something. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say right now, isn't it? And like took a slow (laughs) step. You're like, like, why don't we unpack that, Steven? Maybe you should call Stacy, your new therapist, Melba. Why don't we take a look inside? What's going on in here? Sounds like you need to go ahead and time out and self-reflect. I'm not debating anymore. I'm just condescending. We all love that. (laughs) Well, if it's like the racist asshole uncle, you're like, "Eh, okay, fuck you, Jerry. (laughs) Get out of here, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I've had a lot of boyfriends, as we know, but they don't obviously come to Christmas with me and 
also sometimes they don't last through Christmas. They don't make it to the final round of the year. I've been that single person at Christmas so many times. Going back to our judgment episode last week, I almost feel walking into it that everyone looks at me as a ticking time bomb. That everyone's waiting for something to trigger me and waiting for something to bother me. Because, you know, there have been a couple times over the years where I've been a little upset. I'll never forget there was one year when we had so many people that we had like a quote-unquote kids table. It was probably four years ago, something like that. And we're sitting at the kids table for dinner and it was like a card table, like a fold-up table. Yeah, they always are. But we had a tablecloth over it and they're standing the whole nine. And my sister, halfway through dinner, I was alone. I was single. I'm already mad. I was not happy that I was single. Halfway through dinner, she goes, look who got engaged. And it was my ex. (gasps) And I literally just went like this. Stood up from the table, so angry and so upset. Immediate tears. Table folds in half. Wine glasses everywhere. Dinner everywhere. You have the kids' table too to top Mm -hmm. it off? Oh my God. And we're all drunk. So of course everyone thought it was because I was drunk. And red wine. Red wine everywhere. I mean, I don't think she she of course didn't do it. With the with malice, she, I don't think she realized it would bother me. It was was this when you really loved? We broke up five years before, and I broke up with him. But it was okay. still just like a triggering thing, and I think I was feeling so alone that Christmas. Yeah, that like it seeing someone that I used to date got married. That's not good to see on the holidays. I, I would protect that information from right. someone. But yes, there's so much pressure on the single people on the holidays, and it sucks. It shouldn't be that way. I think the older generation needs to do a better job of having some fucking mercy on them because it's – Empathy. It's just – why do we have to bring it up? Every time. Why? Why? Just let it be. It doesn't matter if your nana mentions it, your mom, your sister. You are feeling it and no one's seeing how you're feeling it because you're putting on a face to hide it, obviously. There are expectations that we set for ourselves based on the societal – and cultural norms around the holiday, which is happiness. Everyone is just putting so much pressure on the holiday because also it's the last month of the year. Yeah. They want it to go out with a bang. They want to start the year on a right note. And they put so much pressure on it. And also there's Instagram where people are posting beautiful Christmas tablescapes and Christmas trees and holidays with their loved ones yeah. and gifts that they got. And it's really hard to not look at your current life and say, why don't I have that? But something I think is really important to Mm. do is, A, to realize how quickly life can change in one year. This might be your last year like this. This might be your last year being single. So why don't you enjoy being with your family? Enjoy not having to split it with the in-laws. Because you know what? Things get really fucking complicated when you are dating someone or marrying someone and eventually you're going to have to leave your family. So you should look around and say, oh my gosh, this is eventually going to go away and you need to just, I'm going to cry. You need to just cherish (laughs) it. I am crying. Oh no, I'm crying. (laughs) You need to cherish every year that you have alone with your family because I'm literally, (laughs) mom. Because eventually... You don't know who's going to pass away. Yeah. You don't know who – if you're going to get married, if someone's not going to be around. Like I remember the first year that my sister left because she went to her future in-laws and I lost it. Lost it. Because all of a sudden this girl that I was waking up with – oh my gosh – that I was waking up with every single year for my entire life on Christmas Day was not going to be there. It was like my heart was missing. Yeah. And – 
it just it changed everything so even if you're single even if you're alone even if it's not like the most whatever aesthetic instagram christmas that you could have appreciate it you need relish in the moment be in the moment just know that it's fleeting and it's not going to be like this forever yeah and be grateful for what you have instagram is a highlight reel and none of that is how it's actually playing out for people and being in the moment yeah you never know when you're going to lose somebody and some of my most cherished holiday memories are from these chaotic times where we didn't have you know the most beautiful tablescape we were having a crazy shit show of a time right but it meant everything to me and hello are we just soft through the holiday episode Something that's really challenging that I wrote to talk about but wasn't sure that I was going to address is I didn't even think about it and it, your sister's going in the in-law way, but once you lose somebody that you used to spend the holidays with all the time, they become really heavy and sad. I was putting up my Christmas tree and we were putting on the ornaments and Christmas music was playing and I just fell over sobbing and Colin was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. It's really sad. It's just those times that you can't get back are what you're going to miss the most. Yeah. And you don't realize until you get older. Right. And then it's not as fun. You don't get to have Christmas like you did with everybody all at once. And it's hard. Yeah. I think the realization and true understanding of what Christmas is, I hate to say it, but it starts when you realize where the gifts are coming from. When you realize that there's no Santa and your parents are doing it. And your parents are working so hard to make this a special Christmas for you. And you start to have that understanding of the behind the scenes. And then you start to appreciate Christmas more. And then you get to a point where you're appreciating who you're around. And the holidays in general, this applies to every single holiday. Just the traditions with your family, it becomes – it's an evolution of the realization and the growth between your family and knowing that things are going to change and knowing that the small moments and even the chaotic moments are just as important as the beautiful big ones. I know like my family will look back on a Christmas where plates were thrown and be like, oh, that was the best Christmas. We had the best time this week, yeah. this year, you know. <laughs> and it's like in the moment, yeah, it feels like it sucks. But everyone usually looks back and is like, oh, it was great. And I don't know. It's just appreciating it. You only have 24 hours on Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, you only have 24 hours. Yeah, it's funny how that works, how you look on like all the times that you were grumping your way through as a teenager and you're like, wow, I really miss those. But I think that the holidays are supposed to be this time that's filled with joy, and and it is for a lot of people, but I really feel for those people who don't have family or lost their mom or lost their dad. Yeah. Just remember to check on your friends because in this time where we're really pushing these highlight reels of our lives and how happy we are, there's a lot of people who are really going through it that hide it well, and I think the holidays can be really hard. Even if you are surrounded by family, it can be hard, but check in on, on people and Check in with yourself, too, because it's so emotional. Totally. The media and society put so much pressure on happiness around the holidays. But in reality, no one is supposed to feel one feeling, one emotion at any time. We are built to be feeling a combination of emotions and be filled with emotions at all times. So why try to push just one? Why think that it's the holidays, we're just supposed to be happy? You have to feel every feeling that you have and just go through it like it's a normal day. But yes, maybe up your gratitude Mm -hmm. and your appreciation. You have to still do the things that make you happy because it's a season of giving and a lot of times people give too much and they forget to check in on themselves. and They forget to do the things that are going to get them to the next day. It's just this unleashing of effort and giving and they forget to give to themselves and more likely than not if you're someone like me 
and you, I'm sure, you give and you don't receive all the time. Even around the holidays, sometimes that's still the case. And if you don't receive, that's okay. And maybe go do some charity work where you're doing something and you're giving and you are changing someone's life by doing that. Yeah, you know, I, good. I've tried to incorporate that every year in the past. I've done it for three years. Now I do a little bit of charity work around the holidays. Two years ago, I packed meals for people last year. I did City of Harvest, Harv- Harvest something like that, where I collected leftover food and produce from um, farmer's markets to give to the less fortunate. And it's one of those things where you can feel like you're receiving in the sense of you're changing someone's life. Yeah, you're not expecting right. anything in yeah. return. So that's something nice to do around the holidays if you're feeling yeah. low. And I don't mean to say that in the sense of self-serving, but yeah. it's You can do it in smaller ways too. Like I don't, I've never actually volunteered at a place, but last year I went to value, values, I don't know, lot less or some shit in, yeah. <laughs> in New York and I got a bunch of gloves and hats. Oh, yeah. And McDonald's gift cards and handed them out whenever I saw someone freezing on the subway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can do it in small acts of kindness. And it, yeah, 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 it does help you really reel back on what you're expecting to receive. My way, I get through the holidays with no expectation, gratitude, and being in the moment. Yeah. And also alcohol. I was going to say, and a lot of alcohol. <laughs> no, that's totally right. It's lowering your expectations. Because if you lower your expectations, you won't be disappointed. And that might sound cynical, but... I think just in today's world and realistically at our age, you can't put pressure on things that A, might not happen and B, like reality is reality. <laughs> reality is <laughs> like, your girl. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. We hope it is for you. I loved what you said earlier about how you realize what the holidays are about when it hits you who's giving you the gift. Mm-hmm. When I was little, I was very expectant because I thought it was this fake figure who could grant anything. Mm-hmm. And I would make PowerPoint, literal, my family will not let this go, PowerPoint presentations. Like, I need yep. this American girl thing and here's why. And then when I got older and after I realized it was my parents and after I was a teenager because I was still a little see you next Tuesday when I was a teenager expecting the world. But now that I'm in my 20s, I realized reality and that I'm not expecting my parents or my grandparents to go out and spend a ton of money on me and that doesn't even make me feel good anymore you know totally in the last few years I definitely I I feel guilty asking my parents for anything and my mom always says send me a Christmas list and I'm like no yeah I'm like I don't (laughs) I'm 30 (laughs) I just I don't want you to get me anything she's like me even if I say I don't want something she'll still get me something which I know. So I try to throw a couple bones here and there. We're not sending lists. The, the, yeah, the list days are gone. And I just so appreciate how much work my parents have put in over the years to make it a magical holiday. Mm-hmm. And Because that's just not easy and no. it's not cheap. <laughs> I mean, that was my biggest tradition when I was really young. Put out cookies and milk mm-hmm. for Santa. I put out carrots for the reindeer. I wrote a letter every single year. And my parents, God bless them, ate or broke and threw out the cookies, drank the milk the carrots were nibbled and they always wrote a letter back from santa and i was not smart enough to realize that it was my parents handwriting but the magic was so there and we do it for my niece and nephew now too we do the santa tracker app yeah i was about to ask yeah. did you do that when you were little it was like norad.com or something i don't think it existed when we were little but like when i was still believing in santa really? but i don't think so do you know the story of it it's short but i think you'll really appreciate mm-hmm. it 
and it's probably the app is the same website. So it's called NORAD. I just learned it this, the other day. I could be off a little bit in the details of the story, if you bear with me, but this is the gist of it. The government had a top secret number that nobody had, but literally the president. And some little kid wanted to call Santa and called that number just by chance and started naming off his list. And he was like, I want that. And they were like, how did you get this number? And then realized it was just a little kid and entertained him. And then something happened. Like they started a foundation based off of that. And that's still the number. And they created the tracker. It was really sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. Now it's like literally an app and you can see where he is in the sky and he's over here, you know, whatever it may be. And it is just the most magical thing to look at my niece and nephew's face and they're beaming, looking up at the sky, trying to spot Santa. And my sister does the whole elf on the shelf thing and actually last night or two nights ago i want to show you i'll I'll put this on the reference photos look at this it's a video but she (laughs) went outside and she pretended that the elf on the shelf was at the ring at the ring door yeah i have the video of it but we just do these little things to to keep the magic alive it's something i think adults still need to keep in their lives i had my whole christmas day on saturday i put up the tree i had christmas music on i made christmas cocktails all my ornaments tell a story when i was living in la i was trying to be so aesthetic and chic that i had a white christmas tree with like white ornaments and then as i got older i realized that it means so much more to me to start collecting ornaments now that my kids will love so i've started to buy like the most magical just like, oh, ornaments. Yeah. There's this place in the Lower East Side. I don't know if you've been, but you need to go before you leave. It's called Darian's, John Darian's. It's the most magical ornament store. It's like two blocks from my apartment. You should go. And it's just only ornaments. And I mean, they're very expensive, but they just magic. No one needs a sad beige tree. We need no. It's about joy. Which, okay, this is controversial. Do you think that it's okay to lie to your kids about Santa and the tooth fairy and everything because it's magical? Or is it genuinely traumatic when you realize that your parents have been, like, gaslighting you <laughs> in, no, the, in the name think, of joy? <laughs> I, I think it's a part of childhood. Yeah. And I think it's a rite of passage, learning that Santa's not real. How old were you when you found out Santa wasn't real? I don't know. Okay. If I'm being honest, I think I knew for, like, two also, years. Also, if you're a child, drop off. <laughs> if you're a child, I'm sorry. You need parental control on your phone. You shouldn't be listening to us. I think I knew for a few more years than I let on because uh, I I felt like I would get better gifts, which was probably you bitch. Yeah, but I probably found out when I was seven or eight. I don't know, maybe nine. No, that's not true. Nine or ten. I think everyone learns I was by say, like fifth I was grade. eleven. Yeah, I have my final letter to Santa. Oh my god. Oh yeah. We were in the car one day. And my oldest sister was in the front seat and I think it was right around Easter and she said something about the Easter bunny and I think I knew that the Easter bunny wasn't real, but she turned around and she was like, you know Santa's not real, right? And I was like, what? If I was 11, she was 20, 21. (laughs) Not a nice thing to do as a 21 year old. So this is my final Christmas letter that I wrote. Dear Santa, this is written on Christmas Eve, 2004. Merry Christmas. I hope Allie, Taylor, and I were good this year. I did a lot of thinking this year. At first, I believed in you. Then people were telling me their parents told them Santa, in parentheses, you, wasn't real. One night I started to cry. I didn't know what to do. My mom gave me a long talk, and now I fully believe, in all caps. So Merry Christmas. Say hi to Rudolph for me. I left him carrots. That was in parentheses. Enjoy the cookies. And then it has an arrow and says turnover. P.S. Emma wrote this letter. The letter is from all. P.P.S. 
I hope Allie, Taylor, and I all get what we want. PPPS. Please write back on the attached page. <laughs> you gave him an extra page. On the attached page. Dear Emma, in all caps, and then Taylor and Allison, smaller. <laughs> Important details. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. You have all been good girls. Emma, you keep on believing what's in your heart. I have been visiting good boys and girls on Christmas Eve into Christmas morning for many, many, many years, bringing presents to all. I love the cookies and milk, and Rudolph enjoyed the carrots, too. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. See you next year. Santa. Cute. I feel like my parents could have done a little bit more with that response because I was a non-believer for a second, but whatever. We'll take it. But your parents now are using, like, chat GBT. Just <laughs> printing out <laughs> flies. Okay. To end it. What are your all-time must-watch Christmas movies? <gasps> okay, in order of importance, number one is Polar Express. Mm, just watch that. That's number one? That's my number one. Wow. It is the most magical movie to me. I, teary-eyed, will just be like watching it the whole time. <laughs> it, I, I just think it's beautifully done. The illustration is just beautiful. And it's so magical. And Tom Hanks, come on. And the, and the snow. It's, oh, it's amazing. It's definitely number one. My school actually took me on a field trip to go see that when it came out in theaters. Did you go to a Catholic school? Nope. Public. Oh. Yep. So that's my number one. My number two is Miracle on 34th Street. Haven't seen that. The newer one. Oh, you must watch it. Oh, my God. It's so like a New York City oh. Christmas one. Okay. Like cute. it starts on Thanksgiving with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and then it goes Aww. to Christmas. And it's all in New York. It's so good. And it's with the little girl from Matilda. Oh. <gasps> I love her. I know, me too. I seen that. And it was like well. when she was five. So it was like she was still super Same cute. Era? Yeah. Okay. That's my number two. My number three is tied between The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Oh, I love The Grinch. And Santa Claus. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And my number four is Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Did you see Macaulay Culkin get his star? I did. I with cried. Sobbed. Sobbing. And with Catherine O'Hara there. Oh my yeah. God. What are yours? Also, like, of course, the holidays up there are. We should go get drinks at the plaza. Okay. Okay. We're dressed for it. Okay. So, Elf. That was a family oh, yeah. tradition of mine growing up. Like, we still watch it every year. So, that one makes me feel good. You know, and the whole, like, shooby dooby. Like, the, you, please tell me you know. In Elf? Pennies all heaven. Oh, but yeah, yeah. It's also yeah. New York, but it's comical. It's Pennies fun. Pennies yeah. Good vibes. Great song. Uh, <laughs> great song. Number two, probably National Lampoon. The Christmas. No, no, right now. Yeah, you know. You don't like hate it? Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I like it. <laughs> a lot of people do. I just, it never got me. I like the vibes. The vibes are it high. It is funny. It's funny. Yeah. I like probably funnier, as you can tell. Number three is The Grinch. <laughs> so good. And honestly, the others I haven't seen in so long that I need to rewatch. I haven't seen The Holiday ever. Sorry. I know. Upsetting. I haven't seen. I've never seen Love Actually. I've seen it. Once four years ago, I just That's a big one. watched The Family Stone for the first time. Haven't seen it. Great, you should watch that. It's on the plane. Maybe I'll watch that. It's on the plane. great. Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. Oh, yes, I think I saw that. And Rachel McAdams. Oh, I love her. Me too. It's a great cast. Anyway, I could do some. I could do some rewatching. Yeah, I've seen a lot. <clears throat> well, guys, we didn't even get to half the shit we want to talk about, but <laughs> we hope that you all have the most wonderful, unhinged untoxic holiday possible <laughs> do those go together <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> happy holidays guys. happy holidays and also in the spirit of the holidays and being grateful grateful for you oh i was like where are you going with for this? them <laughs> we are grateful, grateful for you guys listening to us because yes. we would not still be in these chairs in these buccal chairs boucle as Thank i you. once said 
No, it is boucle. You said buccal. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we got to go. I got to go. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Bye. Bye.